Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost their 10th straight preseason game, but for the second consecutive game so far this preseason, while the starters and core pieces were out there, the Lakers looked like the better team. So there is that optimism to run with. Uh, the, the, the only thing that is kind of nagging in the back of your head is, oh, already we're hearing that Anthony Davis and his back is holding him out of games. So, woohoo! Let's start with the positives. LeBron looks incredible. Somehow, year 21, uh, going on 40, he just was far and away the best player on the court. Once again, last night, he scored 23 points in the first half. The only, you know, he only played in the first half last night. Uh, and it's just, it's wild what this guy is still able to do. And, you know, part of one thing that I've been kind of hearing is the Lakers wanted to see, at least throughout the preseason, what LeBron looks like, what Anthony Davis looks like. Because if those guys don't look incredible and the Lakers don't really have a chance at winning a championship because those guys don't look incredible, then they wouldn't pull the trigger on any Russell Westbrook trade because what are you trading for there, right? But as LeBron looks, at, at least right now, looks the way that he does, that's at least one box that has been checked, um, that can now be checked moving forward. Now, you know, as you get older, you can have those flashes in the pan where you do look great, and it's tough to do that over a sustained period of time. We've, we've seen that last year, right, where there were games where LeBron looked great, was the center, and was all over the court, and then he would miss like a week or so. So, you know, that's that's going to be something that the Lakers are going to keep kind of compiling data as best they can with. But for, like, if you're talking about big takeaways, you know, macro level takeaways from this game. LeBron looking the way that he did is something that the Lakers are really, you know, can really now factor into the math that they're going to do on whether or not they pull the trigger on moving Russell Westbrook for, in all likelihood, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. I will say, though, Russ looked great last night. And to this point in the preseason, has looked mostly good. Uh, the, the Lakers are a lot more sensible as it pertains to the space that they are, are offering to everybody out there. Um, guys know which spots that they have to get to the guys filling those spots, even though they aren't as good as shooters as say like Wayne Ellington was last year, or even Carmelo Anthony was last year. Um, because the Lakers know where they're supposed to be and are operating on a much more modern in a much more in a much more modern system, um, the space makes a lot more sense. And if Russ is going to look as good as Russ can look, it's going to be because the Lakers offer him space. Uh, and and so again, like I've said all along, I think for the most part, Russ has handled this with some pretty notable and respectable uh, professionalism. Uh, he has played hard to this point. I thought the defense. Um, looked better in, in this game than it did in, in the first preseason game. And the offense, uh, you know, he opened up the game in very rust fashion, I thought, where he gets a grab-and-go rebound, goes down and makes a layup. The next play, uh, you know, he, he, he gets fouled, gets to the free-throw line, makes the first, airballs the second. The next play down, 
gets hit on a three pointer that he makes. Um, I think he missed the free throw on that, but it's just like that's that's Russ. He's just this kind of wild tornado that uh, is is very unpredictable. And and you know, in, in his prime, that chaos that he would create, he was very good at taking advantage of. Um, he was able to take advantage of that chaos because the Thunder put guys around him not just in terms of talent and skill sets and stuff, but also in positionality out there. Um, he was able to take advantage of the chaos he created because it was the, 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 the geometry out there made it easier for him to do so. So far this preseason, um, if you compare Darvin Ham's system to Frank Vogel's, it appears that he is able to take more advantage of some of the chaos that he's creating out there more often than he was able to last year. Other quick note on on Russ um, is that I think the athleticism and youth playing around him is something that is really going to help if if it is if he is going to stick around if the Lakers are going to commit to Russell Westbrook. Um, the, the amount of athleticism and youth that the Lakers have out there with him, guys that can get out on the break with him rather than kind of trot up behind him while he's trying to take on entire transition defenses by himself. Um, this, this group does make more sense, at least from, you know, having horses that can get out there and run with the thoroughbred that is Russell Westbrook. Uh, I, I still have questions about the shooting. I still have questions about the lack of wing depth. But in 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 this very specific way, that athleticism, that youth, um, that that give a bleep is something that is going to make Russ look better than he did last year. So other than that, though, the, the game is what it was. You know, the Lakers lose. I believe it was 115 to 122 or something like that. Uh, the second half, you know, the Lakers, again, all of the first half, they were up 10-ish or so. Um, some of what I talked about in the last lowdown after the, the last preseason game showed its face again where the Lakers were far and away, I thought, the better team and were playing better basketball than, than Phoenix. But... Because they don't have the shooting, that 10-ish point lead never really expanded into a 15 or 20 point lead, as you might as you might expect when a team looks as listless as the uh, Phoenix Suns currently do. That said, the fact that the Lakers did look that good um, for a, a decent amount of time, and basically whenever LeBron was out there, even though Anthony Davis didn't play. Um, is is again very noteworthy. Now, <laughs> who knows with what's going on with Phoenix? We saw them lose to the Adelaide 36ers in the game before this one. I would have figured because of that loss and because of all of the memes and jokes that they they had to have seen on on online after that loss that they would come into this one looking to kick some ass. They didn't. I'd be really nervous if I was a Suns fan. Um, but. Again, just on a macro level, the Lakers looking like the better team there, even though the scoreboard doesn't never really spoke to how much better the Lakers looked because of the math problem that they're going to continue to run into. Um, that again is is worth something. What it's worth, I don't I don't quite know right now. But but for right now, it's worth noting that this is the second straight preseason game that the Lakers have looked better than their opponent whenever the guys who are going to be playing are were playing. 
Speaking of Davis and of the front court, I already mentioned the Miles Turner Buddy Heald trade thing idea before. Um, this is a rumor that is not going to go away until I have no idea when. But I do think one thing to, to keep in mind here, as we see what the Lakers look like uh, with, with, with Thomas Bryant out there and Damian Jones, Bryant hasn't looked very good, I don't think, to this point. Um, Damian Jones has looked a little bit better, but that's because that bar is kind of sort of underground. Um, those guys are going to have to play better if the Lakers are going to feel confident about their center rotation moving forward. Um, there are a lot of moving parts here. Damian Jones being asked to start in that first preseason game next to AD, uh, I thought was an interesting ask uh, because those those guys just occupy, uh, occupy so much of the same space. We saw them bumping into each other a bunch. The rhythm wasn't quite there for those two guys. I thought Jones looked a little bit better in this second game now that he had more space to operate, but... What you're not looking to do is is optimize Damian Jones' minutes, right? You need to optimize Anthony Davis' minutes. And if Thomas Bryant isn't going to look uh, like the Thomas Bryant I think the Lakers were hoping to get, it makes it really difficult to optimize AD. So, you know, one potential reason why the Lakers might really consider or might further consider this Miles Turner trade is Turner can play next to AD and he he would be much less of a step back every time AD goes to the bench and Turner is, is asked to be out there. And then that puts uh, Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones into more of that 3A, 3B type role that I think both of those guys are more suited to at this stage of their careers. Overall, though, I'll take it. Lakers looked pretty good. LeBron looked incredible. Russ has looked pretty good. Patrick Beverly pissed off uh, Chris Paul. Juan Toscano-Anderson pissed off Chris Paul. I'm already all the way in on both of those guys for that reason by itself. Um, so we'll see how the, the rest of this preseason looks. Uh, LeBron is going to get a day off in this next game. So is uh, AD, apparently, according to him. And then as will Russell Westbrook. So we probably aren't going to be able to get much from this next preseason game. But look. It's data, it's Lakers basketball, it's something to watch. And uh, so far, when the main guys have been playing, it's been pretty fun basketball to watch. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Again, Lakers play again tonight by the time you guys are listening to this, so more basketball on the way. Uh, make sure you guys check out the I Love Basketball crew baking, breaking down last night's game. Um, and then here in a little bit, Harrison and I are going to record our Lakers Lounge where we're going to talk a little bit about Jesse and Joey Buss getting a larger role with the Lakers and what that might mean for some of the conversations as the Lakers make a decision on, on whether or not they're going to keep Russ. So um, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, and, and then, you know, obviously Aaron and I on the hook on Friday, where we're going to take a more kind of a, a wider scope look at not just the Lakers, but the rest of the league to this point. Lots of really good stuff, plus some really cool announcements here that are going to be coming over the course of the next week or so um, as we continue to add to an already pretty expansive offering of Lakers coverage here at Silver Screen and Roll. Um, but I'm... I, 
I cannot wait to uh, introduce some of those next steps forward for us here on the pod feed um, by itself. So until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.